Three, two, one, roll the footage. Except. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And today, my guest learned from working with Hollywood and music stars one thing that may shock you. These creative superstars are just like us. They only have mastered a method of repeatable and predictable creativity. And this guy has worked out what that formula is. He has worked with AT&T, Microsoft, EA Sports to make their creativity more repeatable. And he has also worked two decades on distilling the formula. The formula is also in his new book, The Creator Mindset, released this year by McGraw Hill in August. Welcome, everybody, near Bashan. Hey, thank you. How, how are you, sir? Thank you for having me. So cool to have you here. And you have brought three cool topics. Little victories and why they matter. Fight the self-dubbed monster and humor, empathy and courage. So cool. Nir, what are you currently creating? Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty busy these days. Uh, we're doing a lot of work around the book. Uh, getting the book out to the you know people who've ordered it. Uh, I've been lucky that the um, the response for the book has been really good. Uh, people are enjoying it. I get an occasional email from people who didn't enjoy it, which I like just as much. You know, like uh, yeah, really think I hate this book. Oh, dude, people do. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, people find your email and they're like, "What are you? What are you talking about? You know, this is this is ridiculous." And all of this stuff. So that's, that's been fun. Um, you know, Hey, if, if you feel, you know, if, if you love it or you hate it, it's still a feeling. And that's a, I think a good thing, you know? Um, so yeah, we've been busy on the book and, uh, you know, been doing a bunch of keynotes and webinars all from a computer. And, uh, that's about it, man. Just, you know, just doing it and, uh, keeping it going. I love it. But but it, it it sounds like you have to deliver the books. So what what is what is the because I, I, I never have published a book. I'm writing my first book right nice. now. Nice, good job. What, what's the here? So what happens after the a, a book comes out? Yeah. So one. So you write a book, right? And you hopefully get it published by a by a, a big publisher who can put a little bit of energy behind it, right? And what ends up happening is, you know, you have a PR campaign and you kind of write articles and you try to get momentum going around the book. Then if you're lucky, you get these bulk orders where people will order a hundred books here, a hundred books there. And, you know, they want you to sign it. So you, you have these little mm. stickers. I just sent them off, but they're like little stickers and you sign like a hundred and it's so much fun to do the first like hundred. And then the first 200, you're like, yeah, this is great. But then by like number 300 or 400, you're like, oh, my hand, you know, and then you're like, maybe I should get a stamp, you know, and like just stamp it out. And you start to think of all these like creative ways to not sit there and sign it. But so you get the book out and then you do podcast and radio and TV and you get people excited about it. You you talk about it. Um, I, I think that writing the book is like maybe 25 percent of the job. After the book comes out, is the bulk of the work. It's amazing. I didn't know that, Simon. I, I learned that, you know, 
on the go. This is my first time. Your first time and you nailed it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and we are obviously very, very curious. But let's start from the start. Why a book in the first place? So I was a consumer of this type of information, right? Every book on the marketplace was about the why of creativity. And I have been working since I was nine years old. I'm not a professor. I don't sit at some school you know, with office hours on Monday and Thursday, you know, uh, with a bunch of grad students doing research. I like, I'm out there working, like I have a staff and, you know, we have to pay healthcare and all this stuff. I don't sit around, you know, uh, in theory land. I sit around in the cold, hard reality of, you know, getting everything, you know, paying your mortgage and getting stuff done. So what, um, what I wanted to do was find a technique on the how of creativity so that I can become more creative myself. And it wasn't in the marketplace. So like a lot of your listeners, I found a niche, you know, and I, I took the niche like an entrepreneur, you know, I found the gap in the market. Everything was about the why, why, why. And then, so I wrote a manual about the how. And so that's why I wrote the book. It's about the how of creativity and it didn't exist before the book. I need this manual. I'm so pumped. But first, let's hear the sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. So finally, a guide for all of us who are doing stuff. And even if we think we are not creative, but we are all creating something. All entrepreneurs are creating something. You bet. So what did you find out about the creative process? So I found out, so I, I was lucky because I worked in Hollywood for many years. I worked with the famous actors and all this stuff. And then I worked in the music business for many years in Los Angeles with famous musicians. And I, I also, you know, ran a call center. I worked at a furniture, uh, I had my own furniture refinishing business. I worked at advertising agencies. I had all this knowledge from different sources not just from Hollywood or music, but from different industries. And I put it together in like a recipe. Um, I think there's 92 things in the book that you, you can follow to become more creative. And so I found that everybody who said that they're like, you know, oh, I'm really creative and you're not and blah, 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 is lying. Everybody's creative. Everybody can learn how to be creative. It just takes the will to want to learn how to do it. It's really straightforward. It's a discipline like anything else. You learn how to drive a car. You learn how to ride a bike. You learn how to do all of these things. Creativity is no different. It just takes the uh, the want to do it and a couple of tips on how to do it. And, you know, everybody has it. We're all born with it. And creativity is one of those things that is essential, especially today in our businesses, products, services, careers, stuff like that. You know, to me, one thing that I just don't get is how can somebody not be creative? Uh, you have kids. I, I have kids. They are just creative all the time. That's how they were born. That's how they are. And uh, I myself, I have, I, have to, I have to stop being creative at some point during the week because I make my team crazy because I come with, again with a new project idea. So I say, okay, no, let's, let's stop creativity for a week. And uh, let's just do what we said that we are doing and then, and then get, grab it from there. So how can 
What is your take? What does really stop the creativity in the first place? So we did a lot of research and we found that no matter where you are in the world, from Africa to Europe, the US, doesn't matter. At some point, something in the education system, the social system, uh, religious system stops creativity and starts to develop analytics. We love things that we can count. Okay, we love things that we can assign a number to, but sometimes assigning the number doesn't really mean anything, right? At best, it means something, but at worst, it means nothing, okay? So you would think that, you know, I do a lot of work with musicians and, you know, stuff like that. I do zero work with artists. I do mainly work with manufacturing, real estate, uh, uh, financial groups especially financial groups, because they understand that the spreadsheet, the numbers don't show everything. And any really good business person understands when they look at the, the P&L sheet or, I don't know, the quarter third quarter earning, they understand that there's more behind the numbers than what the numbers show. But we're all educated and we're all bought up through those three systems to say, forget creativity and start to implement the analytics. And what we lose, what we lose is the ability to solve problems the same way we did when we were children. And that problem solving has no limit to it on earth, right? It is the type of problem solving that we need in businesses and we need in our careers. But sadly, we have not developed it and not encouraged it. So I'm on a mission, my job with my book and my work, it's to encourage creativity anywhere in the world that it needs to develop so that humanity can get to the next level. Listen, Simon, we could have easily have, you know, landed a woman on Mars by now. We could have easily have cured cancer. But what happens is our schools graduate people that are, you know, in a lot of debt in the U.S., a lot of debt. They go and get a job somewhere and they have a mortgage and a family and they have to support everyone. And they're not going to go to work the next day and come up with a crazy idea. They're not going to do it. Why? They don't want people to laugh at them. They don't want to ruin their reputation and all of this stuff. So we have to change the fabric of the system so that those crazy, wonderful, amazing ideas get developed and get into the marketplace. And, you know, my book is, and my technique, it's just a small little wedge in the whole pie of that. But I'm hoping that it develops into something that people end up taking a risk on to better our world. I love it. So tell us more about the formula. What did you find out? Is it something that needs to be trained? And that's why you have put together 90, over 90 things to do? Yeah, you need to work on it, but it's easy, okay? So uh, the first thing I talk about in the book is the concept, the idea, and the execution, okay? The concept is the largest way to look at your product or service. It's the biggest, highest level, okay? The idea is the mid-level. It's like the regular view, right? And the execution is like the electron microscope view, right? It's like the little atoms. Most of us, sadly spend our entire lives in the execution view, right? We, we, we see the atoms together, but we don't even know what they're making. We don't even know what the product or service or even our career is doing. All we do all day is we project manage, project X2, 23, 4, and then try to get you know, the efficiencies up 
0.3%, right? We spend our entire lives there. But when we're able to look at the idea and especially the concept, we're able to give our lives and, and our jobs more meaning. And we're able to make creativity happen. So what I do is I have people write their concept, then I have them write their idea, and then I have them write their execution. And I train people by looking at their product or service in a big way, how to execute creativity, how to make it. So for instance, I worked with a, a pizza company here in the US, one of the biggest. And I got together, I was like, okay guys, what's the concept? They're like, it's pizza. I'm like, that's your execution, what's the concept? They're like, pizza. I'm like, okay guys, let's start to work, you know? And so, you know, a couple of weeks in, we started to really find out that the founder was from, you know, Naples in 1980, you know, 22, he came over with the recipe and blah, 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 blah. Then we started to find out that the, the concept, the execution was pizza, but the idea was comfort food. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then somebody in the room said, you know, near people would go hungry if it wasn't for us. I'm like, come on, come on. Like be, be honest, you know, they're like, no, really there's people who get deliveries every day. Every day at 5.30, they get a pizza from us and that family eats. And I'm like, mind blown. So somebody said, you know, our concept is sustenance because we sustain people's lives. I was like, okay, great. So we had sustenance, comfort food, and then pizza, right? And then we started to talk about new products or services that they wanted to offer. So I said, guys, if I say comfort food, what comes to your mind? And dude, I, you know, you see the whole room excited, right? Uh, uh, leadership team, right? And they start writing down, you know, all of these stuff. And it turned out that they came up with a calzone, which is like a folded, you know, uh, comfort food type uh, thing. And they ended up launching it as a result of this technique, right? They, they thought, oh, I'm just going to come up with another pizza, double crust meat lovers and cheesy sticks and, you know, all of this stuff, but it was all the same thing. And so I'd like to help people understand their sort of, you know, concept, their idea and their execution so that they can come up with new products or services. Now that works for anybody in any field, no matter what you do. I've done it with real estate people. I've done it with engineers. I've done it with pizza people. It doesn't really matter. Anything and anywhere that you are, whether you're in a career or you own a business, um, you can do your concept idea and execution and get ideas instantly. Beautiful. Who do you nominate for the strategy award? They are doing stuff differently than others, but from your perspective, they are doing the right thing. Uh, you know, that's a tough one. I, I really, really like uh, Elon Musk. I like what he's doing with SpaceX, especially. It's a big deal here in Orlando. Uh, they launched, uh, you know, four guys up the other day. It was a really big deal. And so that was very exciting. I think, I think what he's doing, especially across different companies, is insanely good. And uh, I think it's incredibly creative and it benefits us all. Absolutely. I'm, I'm an investor in Tesla. I, I second that. Yeah. And, um, and so let's continue uh, with this formula. So this, there is this concept, idea, execution level, and this is how you help people. I, 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 I get it. I get it. And um, who should do this with you? Who what? Sorry? Who should do this with you? Who should call you and, and work on their idea? You know, I work with a bunch of different, I work with, uh, with corporations. 
Um, I've worked with JetBlue and Microsoft and uh, Ace Hardware, all kinds of different corporations. And I've also worked with uh, individuals like um, associations, different, you know, uh, Safe Plumbing Association and different different people doing different things. So I would love to hear from you if you have a challenge that cannot be solved by the traditional methods, right? Um, maybe you had an efficiency expert or something like that. And like something's not working at the end of the day. Um, I like to work with those people uh, who have real problems that want real solutions. Super cool. And um, I'm also curious about how you came up with the formula. So you got a, a big publisher. How, how, did you, how did you do that? First book, big publisher. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing. I've been working on the book almost six years. Six years it took me. Yeah, six years. I wrote the first draft of it. Uh, I hired an editor. I wrote the first draft. It was 85,000 words, which is like, you know, 450 pages in a book. And, you know, I thought maybe I'll try to get it out there and see what people think. And I found a really great agent. And on the first call, she told me to throw it in the trash. She was like, take your book and throw it in the trash. I was like, but I worked on it for four years. It's really good. She's like, it's not good. Throw it in the trash. I'm like, how do you know? You didn't even read it. She's like, trust me, I've been doing this my whole life. If you want to work with me, throw it in the trash. We're going to start over. Because anybody who wrote 85,000 words doesn't know what the book needs to be about. And she was absolutely right. So she helped me focus it. The final book was, you know, I think 42,000 words or 40,000 words about... 270 pages, 260 pages, something like that. And so I worked with her for almost a year, getting it really streamlined and like tight, right? And then she went out to different publishers and we got four offers, four offers, uh, three from the major publishers, one from a minor publisher. And she felt that we should, you know, listen to all of them. And I got on the phone with McGraw and they were great. They were so excited. They were passionate, um, and they're really wonderful people. I, I made the right choice. Um, I'm very, very happy with them. And they went through and said, change this, change that, move this around, blah, 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 to get it tight. Um, one of the major things that they helped me with was make it about the reader, not about me, right? So I thought, oh, I have a great story. They're like, near, nobody cares about your story. What can the reader get instantly? And so the book became like, like it just, I get emails about it now. Oh, near, I didn't read the whole thing. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of sad. W what did you read? And, oh, I read this section because that's what I need right now. And then I think about it and I'm like, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about, you know, I want people to read the whole thing, but if you just grab a part and it helps you at work, you know, I'm very, very happy with that. So um, they were the ones, McGraw-Hill helped me shape it into a book that was tight, right? There's no extra stuff in the book at all. It's tight. Every chapter is five pages. So you can read it quickly, 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 get what you need and go. And so I'm very, very pleased and I feel very lucky. So the editor was the very first, very important part, right? And she did, she did with you what, what you do with your clients. What's the idea behind what yeah. I do with my clients, you bet. Yeah. And she is so good and so smart. And, you know, she had, I don't know, I don't, you know, 20, 30, 40 bestsellers. I mean, she knew what she was talking about. She knows books and loves books and understands what sells 
what people want, what is good for the market, what is important to do. And so I, I listened to her, even though it was painful. Uh, some parts were really, really, really hard because I thought I know more, but I didn't know nothing. I, you have to listen to the editor because they're you know geniuses. And I got really lucky. I got a, a woman named Cheryl uh, uh, Segura who, yeah, she was like amazing. And uh, the experience was wonderful. And, and now Cheryl could have uh, one, uh, 100 people per day emailing her manuscripts. How did you, how did you cut through the noise? How did you connect? Yeah, so you got to get a good agent. Um, and so I had a wonderful agent. Uh, she was the, the same one who told me to throw away <laughs> the original book, uh, Jessica Faust. She runs a company called Bookend. She's got 17 agents. It's her. She's the owner. She's got 17 people that work under her. Uh, and she's been in the business a long time. She, she has a lot of, of connections and a lot of, of friends that she can call and say, I think you should look at this. And they have the type of relationship where the friends can tell her, absolutely not. You know, I don't want to do that. And she goes, okay, cool. No worries. You know, so she was able to, um, to help it get to where it needed to get by the virtue of, of her expertise, her relationships and her knowledge. She, she knows books better than, listen, I'm busy running a company, right? I am busy, you know, doing seminars and keynotes and, and helping, you know, people understand the creativity process, consulting for a month, I'm gone. Right. But these people, Simon, they know publishing, they know books, that's their business. And I've learned throughout my life that when you partner with somebody or when you work with somebody, you got to let them do what God gifted them with, right? Because if you're going over and saying, well, I want it this way, what do you know about that world, right? You partnered with them for a reason. Let them do their job. So I really uh, embrace that philosophy. By the way, I never used to do that. I used to micromanage everybody. And I thought I was the smartest person and I wasn't. I was stupid to do that. And I learned so much <laughs> by doing it wrong. But anyway, it's really about trusting your partners and letting them do what they're good at. I am also learning this right now. Every time I hand over something, I think I, I think I have to still still feedback and still be part of it. And I'm just learning it. Let go. They are the pros. It takes forever. The sooner you learn, though, uh, I mean, the better. Believe me, the sooner you learn, the better. Now, it, the results might not always be great. Sometimes, like in my case, with the book, they were beyond my expectation, but sometimes they're not going to be. Uh, and the way that you deal with it is far more important than what ends up happening. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So how did writing the book then ha changed your business and your uh, creative process? You know, uh, it really helped me start to become more aware of what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. So almost like a dentist, you know, with bad teeth, I, I violated every rule of the 92 in the book, every single one. And my wife tells me all the time, she's like, oh, you didn't didn't you write about this? What are you doing right now? Why are you, you know, calling a vendor to make sure that they delivered? Didn't you just say on that podcast that you're letting like people do what they they're they're good at? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I shouldn't do that. It, it's a constant reminder, you know. There nothing in life is just that you set and you let go, right? It's a constant check-in. The book is really and my methodology is really about a constant 
upkeep, you know, of, uh, of creativity. I have one more question, but first a thank you to the sponsors. Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com slash tools. What are books or podcasts that touched you recently? I like, um, for podcasts, I really like the marketing book podcast, uh, Douglas Burdett. He's great. He's hilarious. And I think it's a really good podcast. I think your podcast is wonderful and, and really helpful to people. Um, I like uh, Amy Edmelson, the professor at Harvard. She writes about uh, uh, psychological safety. And I think it's a really creative uh, way to look at the workplace. Um, I like uh, uh, what Adam Grant's doing. I like um, Adam Atler. Uh, their books are wonderful. And I think there's so many good things going on right now in the world of publishing. So many good books out there, especially in the business sector. Um, you know, it's like uh, uh, time to get reading. Absolutely. So people buy the book, The Creator Mindset near Bashan. And where else can people stay in touch with you? Where can they find you? So I have a website. It's my name, nearbashan.com. There are three nearbashans in the entire world, right? One of them is like uploading, you know, video game clips. That's not me. I wish I had that time. One of them's like a closet designer and she does like, I don't know, she's a he, I'm a he, but she's anyway, so she does like closet design and then there's me. So I'm very easy to find. Google uh -huh. near N-I-R Bashan. Um, and then we have a website where we have a community. You join, it's free. No Viagra ads, it's free, right? And um, it's moderated so you can post and exchange information. It's a wonderful uh follow-up to the book in real life. And, and I'm on there, so I, I react to people and, and share with them. Um, and that's it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm available. Uh, my email's on my website. I'd love to hear from your listeners, uh, and um, I'd love to hear what they think. Absolutely. So when, when I have a writer's block and I need creative help, I will post in your community. You really should. I will. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Neil, for being here. Oh, and yes, who should be my next guest? Your next guest should be none other than Stephen Shapiro. Do you know who he is? Stephen Shapiro is a uh, the McGraw-Hill author. He wrote a book uh, in 2011, I believe, um, and just released another book, which is really, really good. It's a short book, very short, like almost like a like a manual where you where you open it and you circle something and you get it done. Uh, very practical, uh, innovation-minded uh, guy. Uh, and he would be a fantastic guest. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you the email in the chat box. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Nir, for being here. Keep being creative. Keep rolling. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's been really fun. Bye.